0: Yeah, hello everyone. This is SEN Summer Mornings on a Friday. I'm Julian King. Great to have you along on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. SEN Q693 in Brisbane. SEN 6020 on the Gold Coast and throughout the world via the SEN app. The open line number, should you like to join me. And I always love to hear from you. 1300 01 1170. And that text line 0457 736 736. Let's have a squeeze at the weather across the listening area today. Sydney max twenty nine possible shower Brisbane tops of 30 shower two and the Gold Coast tops of 28 with showers increasing now on the show today this Friday look we always touch upon women's sport on the Matthew White morning program Shay Holbin from Sydney FC she's going to join us ahead of Unite round you get a stack of women's games and men's games of course all in Sydney in the A-League this weekend you go to Leichhardt the eighth one of the world you can see some wonderful football. Brett Phillips will be back with all the tennis news and Laurie Horish from ESPN is going to jump on board in the final hour to talk NFL. In particular, Bill Belichick. The party is over there at the Pats. Look, we had a few texts yesterday from Dragons fans. um, Some actually reasonably bullish about the Dragons of 2024. Uh, Not saying they're going to win the cop or anything, but, you know, new coach, fitness, maybe they can see it improve. And then, in the space of, what, 12 hours less. A double blow. Bang, bang. Ronald Volkman? Nope. Corey Allen? no. Nope. Michael Carriano's had this story in the Daily Telegraph. So Ronald Volkman's time at the Dragons is all but over. He needs season-ending shoulder surgery. Can you believe that? He's a gifted young playmaker. They got him from the Warriors. He only linked up with the Dragons this week, but they did scans which revealed a pre-existing shoulder issue that's going to sideline him long-term. Now, the Dragons had agreed to the deal. It was not registered with the NRL, the contract. So it's not going to happen now. So Volkman recu- secured a release from the final two years of his contract with the Warriors to link up with St. George Illawarra, And this is actually a, a similar situation that we saw with Takayaho and the Bulldogs. His own two-year deal was cancelled after he failed the medical. Now, Vokman had actually been training with the Dragons. He wore a yellow bib. That normally suggests that the player can train without contact. So we don't know what is going to happen from here. But, of course, he was signed as cover for Talatau Moan, who'd been deregistered. We all know that story. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Dragons' halves are looking very, very skinny. Kyle Flanagan, Ben Hunt. And who else he got? Jack Bird, maybe? So they remain on the lookout as well, don't they? He's only 21, Ronald Volkman. Played five games for the Warriors. It's a blow, unquestionably. And look, signing a player to a contract prior to a medical, people go, oh, well, it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon. But allowing them to train as the Dragons did with the Volkman, that is a bit more unusual. And then, and then, as the Red V fans were digesting that news, we then hear that Corey Allen... Has done his ACL, so things are going from bad to worse for Shane Flanagan and the Dragons. Two gone in one day, but you know what? We pop our Codrills, Dragons fans, we soldier on. The funny thing is, only yesterday, Dragons social media had released a video, a short sort of two-minute interview with Corey Allen. Corey, you know, how excited are you to play for the Red V? Yes, fantastic, and what's your favourite position? All that, you know, stock standard stuff. And he was happy, and he's looking forward to the year, and he's training the house down and the rest of it, and then what happens? Does his name. Well, today... The Dragons have released a similar video, this time featuring Hame Sele, the former Dragon. who's now back at the club. So, can I just implore Hame Sele to maybe just, you know, if you don't mind too much, I'm sure Flat I'll be on board. Just skip training today, please. Just just do that on behalf of all Dragons fans because they say things come in threes. If you had Ronald Vokman Corey Allen, and I shudder to think after this Hame Sele uh, video, that he goes to training and then hurts himself off a bit. So, there you have it. So not a great day for dragons fans, but I want to hear from dragons fans today. How are you feeling now, in light of that news? Good, bad, indifferent, still hopeful, or forlorn? Let me know. Still on leg Andrew Webster mentioned this in his column today. He's hearing Webby that ticket sales for the Las Vegas Extravaganza haven't really taken off beyond the twenty thousand sold before Christmas, and we hear this a lot now. Ah, oh, don't worry, that it's it's a walk up city. And hopefully it is. Hopefully it is, but haven't taken off beyond that 20,000. The NRL's expecting, fingers crossed, praying, hoping that there will be walk-ups on the night. It's been getting plenty of promotion. Fox Sports, Fox News been pumping up this doubleheader. So it's getting a stack of visibility. And I remember just before Christmas, when I was on air covering for Matty, I think we floated this question. If ticket sales hovered at around 20,000, don't go beyond that in, say, a 65,000-seat venue at Allegiant Stadium. Would you call that a successful endeavour? And, of course, it's not just about the crowds, as we know. And I want to get back to Andrew Webster's column shortly. But the Australian Open draw, it is out. We'll break it all down with Brett Phillips in the next hour of the program. Alex Dimador is going to play Milos Reynich, so that's a tough, tough first-up encounter, taking on the former US Open champion. bit of a mixed draw, I've got to say. Thankfully, Alex has avoided any potential showdowns of the world's top four stars until at least the quarterfinals, but it is a tricky path for the newly minted world number 10. You can hear the rain belting down behind me at the moment. A bit of atmosphere on location. Now, Radic is at number 317 in the world. Obviously, he's better than that because he's returning from injury. So that is a real tricky, really tricky first-round encounter for Alex Dimonor. And should he survive that, he'd have to play the Italian Matteo Arnaldi, and or Australian wildcard Adam Walton in round two. Then on and on it goes. Looking at the women, by the way, uh, Ida Tomlanovic is going to play Petra Martic in the first round. If she wins, she'll match up with either the 11-seed Yelena Ostapenko or fellow Australian Kimberley Birrell. Daria Saville takes on uh, pole Magdalena Frech and could meet either two-time champion Naomi Osaka or 16-seed Caroline Garcia in the second round. So I'll run through the men's. Opening matchups for you. Uh Alexey Popper and Mark Polman, so an all Aussie encounter with Christian O'Connell and Christian Garin. James Duckworth takes on Luca Van Ash, Jordan Thompson against Alexander Vukic, so another uh Aussie doubleheader there. Jason Kubler and Daniel Alahi Gallan. Demon Orrainich, as we mentioned, Walton Arnaldi, Thanasi Kokonakis meets Sebastian Offner, James McCabe up against Alex Mickelson, Max Purcell will take on a qualifier or lucky loser. And Rinky Hijikata will meet Jan Leonard Struff, On the Aussie side of things, Olivia Gadecki will take on Sloane Stephens, so that is a tough match. Darius as you mentioned, uh, Magdalena Frech. Taylor Preston will meet Lena Svitolina. Kim Birrell and Lena Ostapenko, that'll be a tough game. And Tom Lanovic, as we talked about, will meet Petra Martic. But, assuming, assuming all the top seeds win and their favourites win their respective matches, 2024 projected quarterfinals by seedings. This is what we could potentially have as a final eight. Djokovic Tsitsipas, Sinorublev, Medvedev Runa, and Verev. Absolute belter. Absolute belter. And a few other bits and bobs, and as I said, we'll delve into that a bit more deeply with Brett Phillips in the next hour of the program. 0457-736-736. Steve Smith can play a bit of tennis. Did you catch any of this last night? I didn't. I saw some of the clips on social media. Isn't it funny, right? You know that Novak, he's just so hilarious doing Novak things at Melbourne Park. The thing about it—is I mean, Djokovic can wield a racket arguably better than arguably better than anyone in history. But give him a cricket bat—he just looks—he looks like a gumby. Here's a term you haven't heard of for a while—he just looks like a gumby. But this is what they do in Australia. The Australian Open do this better than just about every other tournament. You know, it's, it's the players' tournament. They love coming down under because there's always something exciting and fun happening, not just for the players, but for the fans as well. And if you've never got down to an Australian Open, I urge you to do so. It is quite the sporting experience. Now, cricket. Speaking of cricket. Look, I think we're more or less done with the Bancroft thing now, aren't we? More or less? We've established there's no conspiracy, although our friend and colleague, Andrew Webster, has gone into bat for Bancroft in his column today. He's made comparisons with Matthew Hayden. Look, I respect Matt Webby enormously, but he's wrong. He's wrong. You know, it's apples and oranges, Bancroft and Hayden's respective. Well, paths back into the Aussie side, although Bancroft didn't get there, but he's talking about, you know, a mountain of shield runs. You know, how come Hayden got picked and Bancroft didn't? Well, completely different plays, and Hayden's a much better player. But Ben Horn, interestingly... In the Telegraph today, Brian Lara, a batting legend, believes that Steve Smith is going to be vulnerable as an opener. And understandably, they seek out the opinions of one of the all-time greats with the West Indies in town. Mission Impossible first test, they've called it for the West Indies. And it would rank as one of cricket's great upsets if they won a test series. Nothing will change. Smith's status as one of the best batters of all time, averaging, what, 58 from 105 tests. But Lara, who occupies the same rear air, Says any opposition would prefer to bowl at the greats with a new ball. It is pouring down with conditions at their toughest. And we plough on. I hope you can still hear me okay. He's, look, that's the thing. He's got Steve Smith, wonderful. But imagine like young Joseph with a new rock or Keemar go. How good's this? Brand new ball. He hasn't had inciters. I had to come off the long run and unleash at Steve Smith. He's got a target on him. So Lara, he told Fox Cricket, he said, yeah, look, he's going to be a bit more vulnerable. You open the innings, the bowling team's fresh, come out in full force, which I get. Is he capable of handling the pressure? Most definitely. Most definitely. And he says, but seeing the back of Warner, first of all, having Smith up there and having younger Green in the middle order, the bowling team will say they want to see the best batsman out there as quickly as possible to put pressure on them. So Kemar Roach, Alzari, Joseph, and this kid, this uncapped prospect, Shamar Joseph, he impressed yesterday against a Cricket Australia at 11. We spoke to Barat in the program. He got a close-up look. At it. He was a, a security guard at one stage, 24. He's a bit of a beast. And the tourist says, you recall, beaten resoundingly in Australia last summer. Lara thinks the Windies do have the quicks to put Smith and the Aussies under a bit of early heat, if they get their plans right. And that's a big if, of course. But you would like to see it, wouldn't you? I'm not saying I want Australia to lose, of course I want Australia to win but you don't want to just destroy them it's like they're beating a club team inside two and a half days so the question is could we see another Amir Jamal this summer potentially from the West Indies, make some kind of unknown someone we don't know much about who could make an impression that would be nice to see in the big bash last night, the strikers kept their finals hopes alive with an eight wicket win over the Hobart Hurricanes, well, Jakey Weatherall has come from the clouds he monstered, monstered the Hurricanes with about 80 from 32 deliveries. And in the process, he entered the top four quest of the Hobart Hurricane. So he came in at number three. He was in there too. He's only in there because Chris Lynn injured himself and remained unbeaten. The strikers chased down the hurricane six for 167, comfortably two, twenty-five balls to spare, eight wickets in the shed. So it was a no contest. Nine boundaries, five sixes. That was at Blundstone Arena. Reached double figures for the first time in four games this season. Poor Paddy Dooley. Old Hurley Dooley. <laughs> so, I'll hit him for three fours and four sixes. Including a six to finish the game. Paddy Dooley had, fi- had figures. 2.5 overs. 53 runs. Wow. None for 53 from 2.5. It is a brutal game for bowlers when you're not on. Isn't it? And now, unfortunately, the strikers, they're going to be sweating on the fitness of, of Lin Sanity for their final regular season game. That's against the Thunder... On Sunday. So Lynn pulled out with a hamstring twinge. Slim chance of lining up against the Thunder. Thing is, he's not available for the finals, Chris Lynn, 33 year old, because, because he's going to depart to play in this UAE International League T20 competition. Because he's a gun for high now. Having said that, I mean, if Weatherall keeps producing knocks like that, well, you're not missing out, are you, in the absence of Chris Lynn? So that result lifts the strikers from fifth to fourth on the ladder to nine competition points, one ahead of the Melbourne Stars. I'm hearing this, Stars Renegades' ticket sales are tracking beautifully. They're reckoned in excess of 40,000. Hurricanes remain sixth. Three points adrift of the top four, one game to play. Tonight, tonight, the Sydney smash. Davey Warner's going to chop himself to the ground, land on the hallowed turf of the SCG. And that just proves to me that he will do anything to get out of a relo bash. Quite frankly, he's not the only one o four five seven seven three six seven three six Then tomorrow, the Socceroos they get their Asian Cup campaign underway against India in Qatar. A happy memories, of course, in Doha, the side of the famous Gray Wiggle penalty shootout. The thing about it is that is they'll need to find a way to score goals against teams who sit deep in defence. So they are in Group B, the Socceroos with India, Syria, and Uzbekistan. Hot favourites to top that group. Last time they met India, they thumped them four 0 Mind you, that was at the 2011 Asian Cup, which was funnily enough in Qatar as well. So if you want to watch that game, opening fixture tomorrow night, 10.30pm, Eastern Daylight Time, 930 in Queensland, Australia and India. Syria, going to be a bit trickier, Uzbekistan as well. So it'll be tough. And I saw footage yesterday too of Matty Ryan, still the captain. They reckon, well, we don't know if he's going to play yet. I suspect, if anything, they may rest him against India, but they showed footage of him recovering from that broken cheekbone, Matty Ryan. Real silence of the lamb stuff. He had the mask on, as predicted. So familiar names of course, you Harry Sutars, you're Jackson Irvine, Keanu Backers, Mitch Duke, Martin Boyle, they'll all be playing and a few exciting young players as well. The thing about it is, I mean, you know, Leckie, Owen Beale, Garan Quole, Milo Stejnik, Krustik Karacich, out of that mob they're either injured or out of form as Vince is reporting. And then you think about Aaron Moy, Tom Rogic, Maslowongo, all retired. So 11 members of this 26-man squad have five caps or fewer. But it is exciting times, and I'm excited to see what they can do. And look, as we mentioned at the top, one of the great partnerships, one of the great partnerships in American sport has come to an end. Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Chuck could barely drag himself out of bed this morning. I've got to say, they've parted company. All reports very amicable. There have been chats about it for quite some time. Remarkable, 24 seasons. And he said to Master Coach, look, we're going to move on. He looked back fondly at his unmatched run in NFL history. Aided by Brady, of course. Six Super Bowl titles. Six Super Bowl titles. Where will he end up next? Where will he end up next, Bill Billichick? And we'll catch up with Laurie Horish in the final hour of the program. All right. Now, I did float this on the show yesterday. It is Friday, and we like to let our hair down and have a bit of fun on the Friday. Weapon of choice. Weapon of choice. I'm not talking about the flat boy slim tune. But when Garby... Came on yesterday to talk about Wally Masuwa, And my first thought was, well, Wally Masuwa used to wield the Emmerich racket. And I don't know any other player that used an Emmerich racket. It probably were. It was a very Australian thing. I'm sure he had the Emmerich. Pro-Kennix was a real Aussie thing too back in the day. You don't see Pro-Kennix tennis rackets anymore. And I like to do this once or twice a year, weapon of choice. So, and further to that, I mean, Doug Bollinger asked me a commentary the other night. Hey, Kingy. Do you like these new, these kookaburra decals on the bats? I said, love them. Yeah, you know, kookaburra bubbles and things like Because it takes you back to a time. We thought, how good is this sport? And you think about the bats that you used to wield in schoolboy cricket or in club cricket as a kid. So we're going to play weapon of choice on the program today. Your favourite old school cricket bat, tennis racket, the rest of it. What did you have? Do you have the SS Jumbo? I've got the GN Scoop. I've got a Simmons Tusker. And I've got the Duncan Fernley Magnum. I a Slazenger V twelve was a white coloured bat. I use that sort of the under thirteens. It was the Harrow, you know, sort of the youth size ones. And I said this to Spart yesterday. It was a classic classic question that he always used to ask. How many springs? Maybe you look at the top of the cricket bat and you you'd see the little lines across. How many springs does it have? 0457736736. the text line number, your weapon of choice. And Dragons fans, how are you feeling? With the news yesterday, Volkman and Corey Allen. 1-300-01-1170. That is the open line number up and running for this Friday. Julian King and the Chair on SEN Summer Mornings.